listening to Life Talks with Stephen Marshall. The enemy wants to steal your ID. He wants to take your identity more than anything. And this is what happened even in the Garden of Eden. The enemy wants to steal your identity. He knows your identity is the secret to all of your kingdom success. This is why Jesus died on the cross as a son, as a son of the most high God and as a son of man. Remember, every time he spoke, he said, so that you might know the son of man has authority. He said that he prefaced his messages with the son of man has authority because he was trying to get all that authority back to the sons and daughters of God. And this is why he said, so that you might know the son of man has authority, that you might know the daughter of man has authority here on planet earth. So Jesus, from the very get-go, wasn't just trying to get you free from sin. Isn't that good to know? The other side of that freedom was he wanted to get you free for living a life as a daughter and as a son of the most high God. Jesus came as a son to die as a son that through him being the only begotten son, you and me might be sons and daughters adopted back into the family of God righteously, legally, and that we can walk in that dominion and authority. So what I want to talk about a little bit is how God's design for you is key to your success. So being a child of God, we know that from his word that there's a wisdom to your design, a predetermination of the path to your success or the how. So if somebody designed a lawnmower and they designed it to be pushed to cut grass, but somebody's out there pushing the lawnmower in the exact right way, but they're pushing it through their driveway, revved up high, trying to blow snow. How many know lawnmowers don't work as snowblowers? Randy could be saying, Stephen's doing an amazing job of pushing that lawnmower. Look at him go. I've never seen anybody push straighter lines than Stephen in the driveway. He could be bragging on me like 90, but I'm taking something and I might be doing the right thing, but I'm doing it the wrong way for the wrong thing. And I'm pushing it through the driveway to blow snow. Lawnmowers aren't designed to blow snow. I could have my lawnmower out in a field of barley and wheat trying to cut down my barley and wheat. And somebody could justify it by saying, well, it's a cutting machine and it's made for cutting types of grass. So that seems reasonable to me, but it's not right because I'm using it contrary to its design. You were designed by God, made in the image of God for a reason, and you have to be used. You have to be worked. You have to be on the path of your destiny the right way. You got to be the right way. So listen to this. You're meant to be led, not pushed. The moment in your life you're feeling pushed, it could even be your emotions. You see, your mind will in your emotions. That's your soul. That was made to serve you. My mind was made to serve me. My will is made to serve me. My emotions are made to serve me. The moment that my emotions start steering my life, that's the moment that I begin making wrong decisions. I start pushing other people because I'm being driven by my emotions. Your emotions aren't meant to lead your life. It's the wrong thing. Your soul is not meant to lead your life. This is why the psalmist, he takes authority over his soul in Psalm 103. And he says, soul, you're going to bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, soul. He's saying, mind, will, and emotions, I command you to bless the Lord. He wasn't talking to the Lord when he said Psalm 103. He was talking to his inner man. He was saying, why are you cast down? Don't you be like that. Be encouraged in the Lord. Remember, mind, remember everything that God has done for us. Begin to take stock and recount. See, I think sometimes we're driving down the road and we let even our mind, will, and emotions get in the driver's side. And they're like these little untamed triplet three-year-olds. And they should be in the back in their car seat, but instead they get in the driver's seat, right? Some of you've let your mind lead. You've let your will lead. I love parents that are so expert at seeing their three-year-old's will manifest. Oh, 
That's Johnny's little will manifesting. But then they can't recognize their own will manifesting. So how does God lead your phenomenal design? Because see, the Bible says that God leads you. God doesn't drive you. God doesn't pull you. God leads you. How does he lead your amazing design? How does God give to you? Jesus said this. He said, don't be afraid, little sheepies, because it's my father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The word of God says in your design, it refers to you as the sheep of his pasture. So there's a clue on how God instructs you. And the Bible says that God is the good shepherd and he leads his sheep. You see, this is critical because there's a sea of Christians that experience the hit and miss of their father's best because they don't know the principle of how God consistently transfers everything from instruction to protection, to direction, to blessing, to health and healing, but he has a way of doing it and he never breaks protocol with his word. So listen to this, Revelation 3.13. This is so good. He who can hear, let him listen to and heed what the spirit says to the assemblies. You see, you have to hear, but that's not enough. You have to hear, but you have to listen and heed. Have you ever been in a room in a meeting? I've done this before. I can hear people talking, but I'm not listening. Have you ever like tuned out and you can hear the vibrations in the room and it's like, and you've tuned out. And I've done that with Father God. God's always talking. See, John 1 says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. God is word. He's always talking. I love it when Christians say, ah, oh, just waiting for the Lord to say something. He hasn't talked to me for like six months. It's like, your, your antenna's broke. Something's wrong because God's always talking. We got the word of God. He's always breathing his word by his spirit. So the thing is, you got to get your antenna up and you got to listen. Revelation says, if you can hear, let him listen and heed. See, Jesus often prefaces sermons with this, to him who has ears to hear, let him be hearing and listening. There's two different things between hearing and listening. I mean, I've seen people watching TV and they're really not listening. They're doing something else. They're engaged in something else. There's a difference between hearing and listening. And God's saying, I need you to hearken to my word. Romans 8, 14, I love this scripture. It says, all who are led by the Holy Spirit. So now how does the Holy Spirit lead? We just read in Revelation 3. He leads with words. See, the Holy Spirit doesn't even pull you. He never pushes you. He leads with words. It's like he's back to, and he's talking to Mike. And he's like, Mike, okay, come this way. One foot, that's it. And he speaks with encouraging words. Does he reprove Stephen? Absolutely, he reproves me. He's like, no, don't put your foot there. Okay, remember the last time you put your foot there? That really hurt, right? That's reproof. That's correction. Stephen, don't do it like that. Put your foot like that. Keep walking. Come on. The Bible says that the Savior, like a good shepherd, leads his sheep. And sheep are known to be pretty dumb and sheep can never be driven. The moment you try to drive a bunch of sheep, they scatter. Sheep need to be led. They need to have confidence in who's leading them and they need to follow. So you got to listen, listen. You know, it's funny in our Christian walk, we put so much emphasis on preaching, teaching, talking, singing, voicing. And that's so good. You have to voice your faith. You have to speak your faith. You have to confess your faith. But until you've listened, right? Until you've heard the word. That's why a lot of times when Pam and I are doing devotions, like I want to know what's the Holy Spirit saying to my wife? Because she's a huge part of my life. Because we're married, God will say things to her as a daughter, that he's not going to say to me. God's going to say things to me that he's not going to say to her because, see, we're in a marriage. And so the thing is, he knows 
we're supposed to be one. Therefore, he's like, I'll tell Pam this part of the secret. I'll tell Stephen this part of the secret, and they can put the pieces together. And this is the way it is in the body of Christ. That's why a lot of times I'm sitting down and I'm like, Mike, what did God say to you? Brian, what's God saying to you? When I say that, I'm looking for secrets, kingdom secrets. I love how God leads you guys in your businesses, in your lives, in your marriages. And I know that you're part of the body of Christ. I'm part of the body of Christ. So if God gives you something, he really doesn't have to give it to me because I can get it by proxy through you if I'm just listening to you. But I need to know that you're listening to him. So how does God lead you? He leads you by speaking his word and you've got to be listening and it can't be just hearing, but you've got to be listening. So this is the true mark of overcoming. Being an overcoming believer is listening and heeding. If you're going to be a child of God, you must be led by the Holy Spirit. Just say this right now. I'm led by the Holy Spirit. According to Romans 8, 14, I hear the voice of the Lord. I obey. Therefore, I'm a child of God. Who is leading your life? Who's leading your mind? Is your will leading? Is your emotions leading? Is fear leading? I've had fear lead me in my life. I've had fear make me concerned about something that the Lord said, well, you should do this. And I've had fear go, well, but what about this? And what about this? And what will this cost me? And I've had fear try to stop me from being obedient to God. Who am I listening to? And I'm telling you, the more we listen to the word and feed on the word, God is love. The more you feed on the word of love, the more love displaces any fear and any concern and any anxiety in your life. Who is leading your life? Your mind, your will, your emotions, the circumstances. Have you guys ever had circumstances talk? Even a problem with your car will talk. Have you noticed that? Have you ever been laying in bed in the middle of the night and all of a sudden something about a car or a bill? In the middle of the night, have you ever had a bill talk to you? You know, if you don't get this paid in two days, it's going to be 2% interest on that. Have you ever had bills talk to you and, and concerns and all that kind of stuff? And what do you have to do? You have to listen. You have to choose to whom you're going to listen. And the Holy Spirit leads you by your ear. Revelation is full of this. The first two chapters over and over. To him that will hear, let him be listening and heed. To him that will hear. And what's it say that is the outcome? Those are the people that overcome. Those are the people that have that faith that conquers the world. Isn't that awesome? God is about you. You're the apple of his eye, not the ministry. The Bible doesn't say anywhere in the word. And the ministry is the apple of God's eye. No, no. You are the center of God's eye. You're what's important to God. We do ministry for the people. Ministry serves the people. We do what we do because God so loves me and you. But that even rhymes, so it's got to be true, right? You are an eternal being. You are made in the image of God. You go on and on. This is about you. So what are you hearing? Because God is speaking amazing love messages to your heart. God is wanting to tell you, I got this. I got your future. I care about you. My plans have not expired. I've got you. I've got wisdom for you. You don't have to be worried about the future. Don't be anxious for anything. I got you. I am your high tower. I'm your strong shield. What are we hearing God saying? I got you. I got you. And are we listening? There's the words out there, but are you really hearing between the lines, the love and the heart of the father for your future, for all the plans he has for you? You know, I love in Jeremiah 29, 11, sometimes it becomes so cliche. We say it so much, but God says, 
I know my thoughts. My Don't anybody put wrong words in my mouth. Don't anybody misrepresent my character, God says. I know my thoughts for Randy. I know what they are. So don't anybody misrepresent what my thoughts are. They're thoughts to prosper him, to reward him, and to give him a great future. That's what my plans are. Even in the midst of trouble, I know that's what my thoughts and plans are. Father, I ask that you, by your Holy Spirit, impress upon us, imprint upon us the very core of our identity that as sons and daughters of God, we are celebrated in heaven before God, before the angels, Lord God, in your presence. And Lord, you have written down, inscribed our names in the Lamb's book in heaven. Our name is made great being in the Lamb's book, the name that is above every other name. Father God, you have given us dominion and authority authority, precious stuff, precious commodities so that we can rule and reign here on earth and be wonderful servants of God to other people and love one another here on this earth. So Father, I thank you for your rich anointing on these people. I thank you, Lord, for the blessing of God over the doorposts of their home, Father God. We have a greater blood than the Lamb of the Old Testament. We've got the Lamb of Jesus. And Father God, we paint the doorposts of every home with, Lord God, the very DNA of God Almighty, the instruction that calls for blessing on the sons and daughters, blessings on your home, blessings on every part of your life. The devourer is rebuked for your sake because you are sons and daughters of the Most High God. And Father, we thank you that today as we go out in the rich anointing of God, Father, we would remember, Lord, what we're hearing, Lord God, that you love us. Lord, let us never become tired of hearing that message that God the Father loves his daughter. God the Father loves his son. He loves you. Thanks for listening. For more information, go to stephenandpam.org.